Ashley Paragoy here, and welcome to the Rooted for Riches podcast, where I get to share all of the good, quick wins and tips to creating your seven-figure lifestyle as an online business owner. And I also combine everything from team to scaling to funnels for my sister company, Funnel Brew, and I can't wait to dive in, so let's jump right to the episode. Hey guys, Ashley here, and we're going to go right into talking about the difference between a six-digit CEO and a seven-digit CEO, Um, and not saying that you are not a CEO if you haven't hit six digits yet at all. You are. You're a CEO the minute you start a business. Um, The difference is, is that prior to hitting that six-digit mark, it might just be all you. Um, or maybe you have a, a part-time person, um, depending on obviously what you do um, and how you run your business and, and all those things. But I'm, I'm speaking more or less like in my experience, in my clients um, and all those things. So typically don't see too many team members um, prior to hitting that six digits or getting close to hitting that six digits, um, which is a different hat because that ignites delegation and all these processes and things like that, that hopefully you've already planned for. (laughs) So the difference between a six digit and a seven digit CEO is primarily what I'm going to encompass here. Um, And you can use this no matter where you're at in your business to find out where you're at and know that it's normal and then be able to plan ahead. So I'm just in no particular order, actually, because I was trying to outline some of the things that I know to be really important. Um, And at first I was going to be like, all right, well, I'm going to outline these based on their importance levels and kind of where they come in. But I would say that each of these things are always there after that six digit mark. But what happens is that they might not feel as obvious at first, and then they will grow. And so depending on your business and what direction it's growing in, you might find that you do more or less of these things. Um, And then it also comes down to your personality. However, everything that I'm gonna share with you is definitely a skill and I would say a CEO process of what to expect Um, what to allow room for, and this is ultimately what's going to help you grow and scale your business to the next level, whatever that level is. And then also um, know that as you approach the seven-digit mark, you will mostly be doing these things versus right now, if you're in that in-between stage, you might be torn in a couple other different directions but here's like the ultimate um, CEO like focus of where you should be spending most of your time. And obviously that will get you out of working in the business and more on the business, but still very much the business, if that makes sense. All right, so number one, and again, this is in zero particular order, like zero. Um, So don't like, write this down as like, you know, importance number one to however many there are. The first thing is having a filter for your business. 
this, it doesn't matter what kind of business it is. You always need a filter. So filters are through communication. And primarily what you really want to have in place is that other person that kind of like allows for all the things to come to, or they, it is filtered through them and they are the next chain of command in your business. Whereas like if it gets to them and it's not solved yet, then it goes to you. Or if it gets to them and they don't know the answer, then it goes to you. Prior to that, there's also another chain of command above them. And depending on where you're at in your business and how many team members you actually have, it could be five members that get to them first, or it could be two, or it could be one. It doesn't matter. Putting this in place right out of the gate is going to free up your time and keep you focused on the things that matter most to growing a business. So you wanna make sure that you have that person in place that is your filter. Somebody that is almost just like you would be ideal, um, but still balances you out as well. Um, the CEO that I have, um, she responds in ways to clients in the exact way that I would, but probably even better in some ways, um, because I'm usually like, feeling like my mind goes a mile a minute. I am a creative being, okay? I, I am super creative, super driven. I'm always thinking about the next thing or, or you know, pivotal moments. That's just me. Um, and she can create, she comes to me with that, but then she also has like a balance about her. So that's where we really work super well together. Um, so having that person is, is key. And I will tell you that um, she and I have been friends for a while. I'm sure you've heard me kind of talk about this before um, prior to her coming on board with me, but she's also been part of the business um, pretty much since it started or shortly after it started, not long after it started anyway. Um, starting off was just very like sporadic as needed. And then, you know, she transitioned um, into this full-time role. So yeah, it's, it's really good to have a filter because if everything was coming to you from everybody all the time, you're going to feel so burnout just from all the communication. Yeah, it's just the way it is. Um, and you're also going to feel like you have questions and then it's better for somebody to come to you and say, Hey, here's the, here's the thing that are working. Here's the things that aren't, here's an update on this. Here's some questions people have and you be able to get all that done check it off your list, move on with your week. Um, the next thing is having boundaries with clients. And this is important, again, for every single business, because what you will find is as you scale, whether that's your offer or your service, and you start to get more and more people involved, you might have like some um, recurring customers that have some pushback to not being able to communicate with you directly. So maybe they're used to you doing things or you're the one that's on the calls or you're the one that's emailing them. And then all of a sudden, they don't wanna work with somebody else. They love working with you and that's great, but you're building a business. And so having those boundaries really is not, is not a boundary like to say against them right? It's to say, but it's, it's not a boundary against them. It's, it's a boundary against the action. It's a boundary to make sure that you have that quality and that you can still continue to deliver that same result that that client wants from that service. 
And so that's where you want to kind of start to, if you're in this point, you want to start to kind of break those or put those boundaries in place sooner than later. Um, I've heard it time and time again. It's like the story of all stories with clients who um, say that, you know, their, their clients um, think that they can just reach out to them at any time and they're supposed to be on call 24 seven. And that's not the way it is. So you wanna make sure that your client also has clear communication of how best to communicate to you, um, what to expect when requesting or trying to communicate with you or your team, um, and then have some guidance as to when they might hear a response or um, you know, just anything, putting those in place. Like those are part of your processes. And in essence, it creates that boundary. So you got your boundaries and you've got your filter. And what this does is it allows you to, number three of this checklist or list of the CEO, um, is, is it allows you to have time to focus and, and time to digest all the moving parts of your business and time to work on your QuickBooks or, um, you know, look into the data, look into the KPIs. Um, do those things that take up your time to actually run a business and for you to be able to see, okay, what's really going on because data doesn't lie. The numbers don't lie. You're either in the plus or you're in the minus or you're somewhere in the in between, but it, you still want to know. And so many times people like are like, they avoid it like the plague. And this doesn't even, it's not just about like sales and profit and loss. It comes down to, I don't even want to look at my my data on my landing page or the data in my email marketing or anything like that. And that is critical. You can automate this. You can automate it into one little, simple little report. Um, we actually, just to share this with you, this, this tool, um, we use Reporting Ninja. And we use that for um, our clients, ourselves, we can have everything fuel into there. It's really good for organic tracking and digital ads and seeing where things um, are working, where they're not in a, in a way that's visually <laughs> makes sense um, versus having to necessarily like break out lines of a spreadsheet and stuff, which we can totally do. Um, but it's just, you know, time is of the essence. And so if, if you want to save some time in that regard, you can absolutely you know do that. And with reporting Ninja, which which is really cool about it too. And by all means, I am not I'm not a sponsor for them at all. I don't even have I don't I if I have an affiliate link, I don't even know if I have an affiliate link, so I haven't put it out there. I'm just telling you about this tool because I love it. Um, you can even automate it though, so that every week or every month or however long or you know whatever's important to you, um, with Facebook ads, Google ads, analytics, whatever, you can actually automate a, a report to come to you that you customize. Like what are your, you know, KPIs that you really want to track on that kind of level, um, for sales or, or not sales, but, um, for your conversions for, you know, what you spent or whatever the case may be, you can automate that to go to your email if you want to. Um, or you can automate that to go to your, you know, your filter person, you know, that person, that chief of command, and then maybe they can chat with you about it, but you can automate that stuff. Um, so I'm always this type to be like, how can I automate this without having to remember to do it or having to necessarily remember even to check it off my list that I did it? Because if I can just have it go to a place like a Google drive 
or my inbox, which I don't really love my inbox because there's so much. Um, I even have my team have to clean up my inbox. Like that's a boundary. Okay. That's part of that. But having that ability, yes, it might be or feel painful to set it up initially, sometimes, not all the time, um, but it's worth it because you only have to do it once. So definitely recommend that so that you have your time to focus, stay in your zone of genius, and be able to create content and deliver to the, you know, if you have any one-on-one clients, if you're coaching, if you're a coach of any kind, you want to have that time to do that. I don't know about you, but for me, I've noticed with myself that I have different energies. Um, and if I'm on a task, then I have to kind of batch that type of task, right? So this comes down to batching. And what I mean by batching is what batching means to you as a CEO. So not batching as like batch your content, batch your emails, but like, I'm not talking about that kind of batching. As a CEO between the six and seven figure mark, you're likely over that type of batching um, or you're you're actually getting there, right? So even if you are creating some of that content, um, you will move into this, this place of being, of batching your energy. Um, so this isn't about batching or, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, mapping out your day by like time necessarily as much it is, as it is energy. So for me, I know that I can create and record four podcasts at a time. That will typically get my whole months of content of my main piece of content done. I can sit down, I can do it in a few hours and it's recorded, it's scheduled. Um, the team has access to the recordings. They can take it for what it is, create blogs from it, social media posts, all the things. And then it only takes me that you know few hours out of every month to do it versus me doing it every week would would feel more burdensome like i love to check it off my list but i don't necessarily need to check it off my list every single week i just want to check it off once if i can check it off once like i'm good if i had the energy and maybe one day i will if i had the energy to, though to record like 52 podcasts in like a single week, I would do it. But I feel like at the end of the week, I wouldn't have a voice. I would be burnt out um, from all the content. My my brain would be on fire because I actually combine my experience and knowledge and also, um, you know, what is trending? What are people wanting to know about? Um, so when I'm combining those things, I'm learning. <laughs> and when I learn, my mind like goes a little crazy and, and just the creativity is off the charts. So there's a reason also why I don't do it like that because I just explode into creativity mode and not sleep basically for all week. Um, so there, there, I just have learned that that is something that works. So even on days that I'm coaching, I, I don't really do a heck of a lot more besides stay focused on that client that I'm coaching or working on. That's it because that's a very different energy than recording podcast or checking data or checking in with my team. It's all very different for me, but I, I feel like more and more people resonate with it, but they don't understand or realize that they resonate with it just yet. 
they are still living by this like model of checking things off their list. I'm going to work on this for an hour and then this for an hour, this for two hours or whatever. And it's kind of all over the place and it's not efficient. And then in between that time, they're opening emails. They're checking Slack every time it goes off. They're responding to Voxer messages. And that's not efficient, not efficient at all. So if you can break that boundary with yourself, it will help you break that boundary with your client and team as well, because they will learn that you have focus time and you have time to be that CEO role doing one of these things. You are, you know, again, you're batching, you're staying in your zone of genius, you're focusing, you have those boundaries, you have those filters in place. Overall, that's the main scope of it. What those individual pieces look like on a, on a level that is, you know, dissecting each of those things could be very different. But all in all, those are the things that are involved. And those are the things that will evolve as you grow and on different levels. So while I'm batching podcasts in a year, I could be batching YouTube videos that I then turn into podcasts that then turn into. So it can always change. It can always pivot. You have to kind of go with your gut. Um, But that's just something that you want to think about now versus later, especially those first two things. Those boundaries and those filters are number one. You create those first as well as a system. So assuming you already have systems and processes somewhat in place. Um, Those are the things that are gonna free you up though to really put that CEO hat on and whether you need you know, a couple hours a week to go through the data or batch or, or do whatever you need to do or a day versus five days versus three days, Versus, hey, I'm 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 gonna basically be out of this business and I'll just check in every month. Whatever that looks like for you, you're gonna you still need those those time those things. Sorry, those things in place if you're gonna play that CEO role. Now, if you decide to hire a CEO under you and you're gonna basically retire, obviously that's a little different. But I'm really talking to that person that is just in those in between stages and. Usually this woman is, I say woman, cause that's just my ideal client, but, um, you know, usually she's just feeling a little burnout, a little overwhelmed, a little, um, torn in a million different directions. And this is why it's because she's not wearing her CEO hat. And it's important that even if you wear it once a week or every day of the week, like I said, you want to always be aware of it and figure out what it is that will allow you to show up in your business or on your business um, at the highest level to keep customers happy, keep processes in place, keep your team happy, um, keep open communication, and that the quality is still there. Um, But you're putting up those boundaries, putting up those filters for the business, not to do any harm to the business or anybody else in the business. All right? All right, so I hope this helped. Um, Let me know if you have any questions. Feel free to send me a DM on Instagram. And I will talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you love this episode, you know what to do. Leave that review. And if you want to learn more about how I can work with you to grow your seven-digit business, go to ashleyparagoy.com 
or if you want to learn how to build and automate your online course, then you definitely want to visit funnelbrew.com or funnelbrewschool.com where we give you all of the templates, tools, and resources to scale in no time flat. So thank you again, and I will talk to you on the next episode.